Hi, we're Sam and Bridget, and you're listening to A Walk Across Texas State. Our guest today is Summer Salazar, and she's here talking about personal branding. Summer is a certified etiquette consultant and was a recipient of Delta Zeta's 35 Under 35 National Award in 2018. Summer currently serves as the Director of Employer Engagement at Texas Career Engagement at the University of Texas at Austin. Prior to that, she led our Employer Relations and Outreach Team at Texas State University Career Services. Summer is a true leader, and we've learned so much from her. We hope you do too. Thank you so much for saying yes to this. We, I mean, I know we told you before, but you're your personal brand is so strong and you're just such a professional and we know Thank our students you. have so much to learn from you and there's so much to navigating your first job after college and I just can only think of how much <laughs> they have to learn from you. Thank you. Thanks yeah. for asking. Yeah. And so um, one question that I would love to know is just when you think about personal brand and, and what that means, how would you define that? Yeah, so I thought a lot about this, and I think I think about it a lot in general. Um, to me, personal brand is really just being truthful to yourself, um, so your values, things like that. So it's not necessarily what you look like, but more so um, how you do the little things to me is how you do the big things. So it, it's across the board. So whether you're interacting with people, you're connecting with them, um, for me it does include I think it's started to become kind of what I wear to work or things like that or things that I like or pick up for my office or whatnot. But I think ultimately it's um, who you are, being true to yourself, and and then that definitely evolves also. Um, but it's super important, right? And so people judge you by your smile or how you interact, how you make people feel. Um, and so to me, that's what it is, just being true to yourself and and really then being consistent, consistent at home, consistent at work, consistent wherever you're at, um, because then people can tell when you're not consistent. So, Yeah. So one of the funny stories we like in our office is that uh, the employer relations coordinator, Alex Middlebrook, well, now uh, Vermillion, Mm -hmm. dressed up like you for Halloween. And when she walked in, I don't remember who was the first to see her, but I know I saw her before you got here. And she was like, who am I? And she did this, you know, hand on her hip, (laughs) <laughs> very professional stance with her perfect cup off to the side. And I was like, you're summer. <laughs> so, you know, that's pretty cool that someone could dress up like you for Halloween, almost as if you might be like Beyonce or something, that's you know, hilarious. we know who summer is. So we were really interested to hear, have you always been this summer Salazar? And then um, what was your path to your personal brand? Yeah, so that day was super funny, too, because when she walked in, I said, you look great. (laughs) I literally said that. I thought she looked amazing. (laughs) And so that became part of the joke, too. Um, I'm wearing the blue blazer that she emulated. But, um, yeah, it it was funny. But um, so have I always been the Summer Salazar? I feel like, um, I mean, I've definitely evolved. Um, but I, I think where it all started was my first job out of college. I worked for my sorority 
And a big part of that was dressing really professional because we were going to be interacting with students who were our age. And we mm-hmm. had to be the national or the face of the national organization. And so it was it was instilled upon us to always show up a step above, to always um, make sure that we look the part too, because if we were teaching, we wanted our, our peers to follow us. So I think that that's where it started in my first job, um, which I think that for a lot of students, they can relate in terms of um, the organizations that they're a part of now. What does branding look like when you're a part of a student organization? Um, so we we're already doing it, but it was really instilled in that first job. And then it just became a part of um, really understanding that if I wanted to be taken seriously, that I need, for me, it was important to dress the part. Um, so for me, I really took it literal just for the, the job that you want. Um, and so it always just kind of, for me, always worked that way. Um, and then here it kind of just evolved in that we were always wearing suits and we were always um, wearing different, you know, or a certain professional dress. And then I just kind of found my style and what fits for me. And um, and I don't really deviate. Sometimes I'll try something new and I usually end up hating it because <laughs> I know what fits. I know what I like. I know what works for work. Um, so that's part of just kind of, I think, that personal dress um, but I think just my brand in general evolves. Like now, I my new brand is Mom with a Career, whereas before it was Career Woman and working as late as you could to get the job done and not leaving until the job was done. And now I can't do that anymore. Um, I could, but I'd never see my kids. So, so I think that just evolves. So, definitely not the summer I was twenty years ago, but. Um, I think there's things things that have stayed consistent, but um, but de- now I'm mom with a career, like baby in a briefcase. That's the new one. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think to that point. So you brought up that this kind of started in your first role and when you were representing the sorority. Mm-hmm. But then just knowing a little bit about your career path and your history, we know that you've worked, you know, for the Boy Scouts of America mm-hmm. and different places. As you've worked with different organizations, have you had to adjust or kind of tailor your brand to make it fit with that organization? I think it, everything has stayed. It's always been a professional role, leading volunteers, um, whether I was working for the sorority and then when I worked for the Boy Scouts. So what was new with the Boy Scout was I had to wear pants. Um, like I literally had to wear the Boy Scout uniform. So oh. shout out to all the Boy Scouts out there. Um, <laughs> but um, so I, I had to wear the Class B uniform. I had to wear the green pants and the khaki shirt and make sure that my um, badges were on the right sides and um, and things like that. And then there was a like a class A uniform that you would wear, which was a gray blazer, gray blazer, blue skirt. Well, for men, it was pants, um, white button up. And then we had a scarf and things like that that we would wear. So that was fun. Um, but there was always a, a uniform. Regardless, there was a uniform and the uniform was expected to be kept at a certain way. And the volunteers would tell you if you were wearing it wrong. Wow. Um, <laughs> so I think that it's always been, a, I mean, if anything, I've always really taken to heart my responsibility as the face of an organization, whether it didn't matter the role that I played. I could have, you know, I could have just been a volunteer or I could have been leading the volunteers wherever I worked. I've just always really taken to heart that I'm a part of the team and what I put out there is what people will think of the organization. So 
I think that's big for me. Yeah, I think that's something that gets overlooked too, that that people are always watching you. And so always from a student employment perspective, it's something we do talk about in training to be aware that you, you are the face and what you do matters and the details matter. So one of the questions kind of coming off of that I think I have is you talked about like consistency being a really important part of that. So what are some of the things that you personally try to always be very consistent with? And like, how do you think that impacts, um, you know, job opportunities or development, things like that? Um, so I would say now probably my social media is something that I'm very um, I'm aware of all the time. So when I'm posting something or I'm sharing something, I want to make sure that it reflects who I am as a person, really what I think and what I value. Even if I try to be funny or snarky and put my personality in there, I still want to make sure that I know that my boss could see it, their boss could see it, people that maybe I influence and I don't realize could see it, um, or just a good friend. I mean, so I'm always thinking, um, and sometimes that's good and bad, right? Maybe sometimes I don't share some things that I, I probably want to, but I also recognize that there's a lot more people um, so probably social media, um, is where I think about it a lot. Um, and then my winged eyeliner, <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> which is always fabulous. <laughs> so what's funny is now watching Queer Eye, I'm always like one day somebody's going to pull me and be like, she's had this hair and winged eyeliner for 30 years. Like get her a new look. So, um, no. But um, but that's been another, you know, I was thinking about this a lot. There was a there was a time moving moving up or or working was like, can I should I have long hair? Because in some some businesses or some positions, um, it's seen you're too young if you have long hair. Um, and so I've, I mean, there's been times that I've considered cutting it, but then I'm like, that's not me. That's not who, you know, that's not, that's for me, that's part of who I am. So just little things like that, that I've considered along the way, should I cut my hair to be seen as more mature or more competent? Should I, um, post something on social media or share something to show that I, I don't, you know, that I'm, I don't think I'm not paying attention, but should I share something to, to, you know, show that I am, even though to me, I think there's other ways to support different things. But, um, but it just, you know, just being consistent there, consistent with people, consistent with how I respond to people, how I reach out to people and just interact. Well, something that you touched on that I think is super important. It's, you know, thinking about the, how are different people going to perceive things about me? I think there's a couple layers to that of like, Number one, like, let's also recognize, like, you're a very strong female leader. Mm -hmm. And so there are different kinds of maybe unfair expectations that mm -hmm. can come along with that. Um, but I think that that is something that's really universal, especially as you're starting off in your career, too, of, like, how much of myself can I bring to the office? Like, how can I still live my own values while still being seen as a professional? Mm -hmm. And I'm just curious, like, if you have any advice on that or what your experience has been? Yeah. I, I mean, I think that starting out in your career is always intimidating. You don't know what you're getting into. And I think especially now there's, um, there's so many different articles. There's a lot of information out there, but I think at the end of the day for me, it just comes down to observing, you know, bringing your true self to your office, 
making a decision when you're interviewing, do you want to be there? Do you like the people? Um, as a career advisor, I used to tell students, perception is everything, right? So if an employer asked me a question in an interview, do you have experience doing something? And my first answer was, no, I don't have experience doing that. Then that's all that they heard. Mm -hmm. But if I said, well, I do have experience leading this other team with five people, and I think that that could translate to something else, then the first thing they hear is that I have experience, Mm -hmm. even if it's not related at all, but it could translate. So the words that we say um, translates, perception is everything, um, so paying attention to that early on in your career and really trusting that you know what you're doing, um, but also listening. I think people appreciate when people listen and come in and try to be a part of a team. Um, so, and and like to that point, I think something that you said too is you said like when they when they asked you that question, you responded professionally and you thought about what that person's perception is, mm-hmm. but then you get to go away and decide as a candidate, okay, is that something that I'm comfortable with? Is that something that I like? So that's oh, yeah. something that you're considering maybe not while the interview, like that's not something that you're vocalizing while the interview is happening, mm-hmm. but that's something that you're internally deciding mm-hmm. maybe later. Yeah, and I think too, I mean, you and I've been in a lot of interviews where they've asked me a question and I felt mm-hmm. like, hmm, <laughs> that's a value that, that's important to them. Yeah, How I answer this matters, but the question matters more because mm-hmm. that's already telling me what I'm getting myself into. Right. So I could run with it all day long and then join the organization later and realize that's not, I can't believe this happened or whatnot, but you notice it right during the interview. So I think that um, just, you know, perception is both ways, but it matters. And it's true to whoever's perceiving it, right? Whoever sees it or says it or whatnot, whatever they see is what they believe. So along the same lines, do you have any crazy questions you've been asked that like shut that shut down your, uh, mm-hmm. you know, want to be in a particular company? Without giving away too much, maybe. Because <laughs> I can get real scary. But I'll, Someone asked me, I had an interview question. They asked me if I believed in aliens. <laughs> oh, what? I don't huh. know. And then they asked, and then the follow-up question was why. So they wanted me oh, to okay. like justify or rationalize. <laughs> I was like, I don't That's know what they're getting. Well, I didn't get the job, so. Huh. Oh, must have answered wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I said I did because I said <laughs> I that was my next Who question. What did know? you say? <laughs> I can't say that there's no life on any <laughs> I don't know that. That's true. That's true. Sorry. So that's but anyway, that's my belief. That probably won't make the podcast. Okay. <laughs> I Maybe think it, it should. Will. I think it should. <laughs> oh man. I don't know if we're necessarily ready for a wrap up question, but I think if we are, this could be a good one. So what are some ways that students on campus right now can begin to practice personal branding on the day-to-day? I mean, they're doing it already. So they just have to sit back and say, am I being consistent? Am I being a good student? Am I sitting in class? Am I getting to class on time? Am I turning in my work on time? Am I interacting in student organizations? How do I interact? Um, What's my reputation? I think that 
you know, people, there used to be this big thing about it's all about who you know, but Bruce says this a lot and I truly believe it. It's really who knows you. Um, so whether you're in a student organization or you're just getting to campus or whatnot, and you have a chance to always reinvent yourself um, and and just, you know, your brand will continually um, evolve. But I think that really thinking about what do people say about me when I leave the room? So if somebody is going to, if I'm going to apply for that social chair position or I'm going to apply for that vice president position, would they vote for me? And am I am I doing the right things to be seen as a leader? So, and they're already, you know, they're already professional students. Um, you know, the best, the best example I can think about is um, my last boss here at Texas State, so the former director, um, was my professor my senior year of college. So how did I show up to class? We were friends on Facebook. So that says something about my social media. Um, You just never know. The person that's your best friend in your student organization right now could be that next recommendation in 10 years when you're looking for a job. So I think that, you know, are you showing up to class on time? How are you representing yourself as a student because that says everything about how you'll represent yourself as a professional. Um, and people are paying attention to that. And your professor right now could be your boss later. It could be that recommendation letter that you need. So it's just being consistent. Great. Thank you, Summer. It was amazing. I love learning more from you. And I know that our students and anyone who's listening will love to learn from you. So thank you. Thank you. This was so much fun. (laughs) A Walk Across Texas State is produced and edited by Zachary Webb and student producer Zach Blue. Music by Richard Hall. For free resources and additional information about our services, head over to careerservices.txstate.edu. And follow us on social media at TXSTCareers. Thanks for listening, and we hope to see you soon.